we got the uh, PlayStation 5, so um, that's been very fun. Man, the, the, the new games and the way they look, they look better than movies, especially movies <sighs> no more than like 10 years ago. I was watching uh, Spider-Man 3, and I was just looking at Spider-Man Swing, and I'm thinking like, we played that earlier today on that new Miles uh-huh. Morale, and it looks just as good, if not better, yeah. that game. I played than... because they released... So there's like two in that series, and the first mm-hmm. one is just Peter Parker. But Miles yes. Morales is a side character, and you get to yeah. play him in a couple missions. Oh, okay. And then as a separate game, I wish it was just like a massive like pay same amount of money DLC, mm-hmm. get the Miles Morales one because it's it's its own game, own storyline. I'm like, so I haven't played the Miles Morales one, but okay. the only reason I played it is because they released it on PC. I saw that. I it's saw like, that. Holy shit! The game's really fucking good. Yeah, it's really fucking good. Yeah. So we're we're going through it pretty quick. It's so funny. I I remember when I forget which one of the Uncharted games it was. I think it was the third one. Right. Like I just watched the Uncharted movie. Like I don't know last month. They just put they it on Netflix. Whole, yeah, they put it on, and it's they have the whole like the airplane with the cargo hanging mm-hmm. out the back, and, and it's. And it's directly from yes. the video game. Yes, him falling. Yeah. I remember they were doing some promo and somehow, I don't know why, I, I think it was because they, they got Harrison Ford because he like played Indiana Jones and the Uncharted right. character is kind of yeah, like... Yeah. A modern, unco- it's yeah. a modern sort of like, we're uncovering mm-hmm. things, but like different. But they got Harrison Ford to play that scene like play it as a video game oh and like he's kind of like fumbling through the controls but he's just like his comment was like this this is this like watching a a freaking movie this is like he was just blown away by what was capable and that was like a decade ago (laughs) it was like a ps3 right right it's incredible especially that god of war i'm like i didn't know where the Cutscenes were to the me playing. Like I'm still watching the the cutscene, and it's oh, kind of waiting. Ragnarok. For, I hear it's really yeah, good, and it's just waiting for me to go. And I'm thinking like, and it's so intuitive because usually those kind of games. I've been out the game for a while. The last one I had was a PS3. Only reason why I had PS3 and games I didn't even open yet is because I started having children, and it took away mm-hmm. my time. I didn't have time. And when you have like mm-hmm. eight different buttons and configurations to remember to play a game, it's not just smash. <laughs> I'm like, I can't, yeah. I can't play that for three days, be gone for a week and come back and think I'm going to do anything. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. You have to know yeah, no, no. those buttons. You got to be familiar. You got to know what you're doing. You got some kind of strategy. So I almost kind of, you know, set myself up to only play games like Tekken and Street Fighter because those are just mash the buttons <laughs> real fast and you don't have to, you know, really do anything else. And so since, you know, the little one, he's, he's starting to really get into the games and stuff, I could really it's really my second time with these games but also my first time i really have a chance to really dig in and work out the games with them and stuff like that so that's been really really cool and to see this next generation of games it's just like this is incredible it's like miles swinging around new york and i'm thinking like i had this spider-man that looked like a stick red Uh blue red (laughs) blue red a gray line 
that got look, look boxy when you swung from left to right and all you went is up and down and swung left to right and you went up this blocky building one building one building and people are coming out the windows little squares popping up through the windows trying to get you as you're trying to climb up the building and i'm thinking like uh, is this on like atari or something atari, ancient. atari. <laughs> i i i, I yes. can say that because i still have my atari atari i've atari. got i've got my atari i've got my <laughs> nintendo not super nintendo i got my nintendo and my super nintendo i got the power pad man like i got all that stuff i came across it in the garage the other day i was like yeah. man do you know how much that stuff is worth i still got mine i still got my sega genesis i still got all my my super nintendo my nintendo i got my atari 2600 i had every system i think except for like the coleco vision and i didn't have um I'm maybe i didn't have so upset. sega cd i didn't get that one but all the rest of that stuff i got I all those and i kept them all I didn't have most of the Sega stuff. I buddy had a Dreamcast that we had at the apartment. And well, I didn't have a Dreamcast. That, I, that looked like a good system. I didn't have that one either. That, was, that came later. So, the like one of the games that we had on there was Crazy Taxi, right? Like the arcade. Oh, game I love that game. There. Yeah. So, there's the 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 final stage, which is like a ten minute long time challenge. Like, and if you fuck up, like, once, you don't complete it. Like, mm. you have a hard time limit. But that stage always starts off with, oh, God, it was this, like, punk rock song. And it always starts off like, yeah, 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 yeah. And it just goes right into the thing. But that's how the stage starts. And the thing is, once you know you fuck up, you might as well just restart. So that's that song would yeah. play over and over again in the apartment as I was trying to beat this fucking <laughs> stage and it drove my roommate insane. <laughs> oh jeez, poor that's, Oscar. That's a great game though. That's a classic game. Matter of fact, I was going to buy it cuz they, they just put it out for um the Nintendo Switch and just for nostalgia reasons cuz I only played it in the arcade and it was always so fun. So I figured, you know, I could play it to my heart's desire. That's why I like a lot of those older games they're starting to put on the newer platforms, even mm -hmm. though they're still old, like Outrun and all those different kind of games. You know, they're clunky as hell and they're very, the graphics are old or whatever, but something about being able to play those games that you just had to play quarter, pay quarters for all those times and you just kept dying. <laughs> and now you can sit there and just keep playing, you know? So, right. so I've been buying up some of those older games and kind of just tripping out on the fact that i could play him with endless lives so i'm still kicking myself for selling my nintendo 64. you sold it i sold it back wow. in, back in college i think it was junior or senior year we had one neighbor guy that was just begging me to sell him the n64 mm -hmm. and i had played the shit out of all those games mm -hmm. i had a golden eye Ooh, that's a classic. That's a class. People still talk about that game. There's GoldenEye and Perfect Dark. And I routinely destroyed anyone that played with me. Wow. Like, destroyed multiple people playing against me three versus one. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it got to the point where I'm like, oh, all right, well, this is not gonna play this anymore might as well sell it and now i'm like you dipshit because i remember i came across like 
a new version of like they re-released GoldenEye and the control scheme's all different and it just felt weird and not mm -hmm. right. And I was just like, this isn't, this isn't GoldenEye. Yeah, and people were pissed about it because it's almost like it was perf it was perfection already. Right. Yeah, so why why mess with it? So, yeah, that's very interesting. Well, I'll tell you this. Don't look up how much it costs to, to rebuy it now because like uh, I no, said, no, no, no. it's I ridiculous. Get... It's ridiculous, the retro stuff, and I don't throw away anything. So, But I, I still won't enough. sell it anyway, but still, it's crazy. I, I was almost tempted to just go on my, uh, my Discord with my uh, Napa friends and just be like, hey, who wants this shit? Let's <laughs> take wow. up space in the garage. <laughs> it's like I'm not gonna play them. Like I'd have, I, I don't even know how I'd get the right adapters to get it to work on a modern TV. Like, whatever. Someone That's out true. there will probably pay money for it, but whatever. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I like playing the new Midnight Suns, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I heard good things about that. It's got like Wolverine and Blade and folks like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And, you know, I saw an article today where it was like, the only reason I looked at it, because the article was like, worst written games of 2022. And it was like Marvel Midnight Suns. And I was like, huh. no, because the thing is, is like the the core like game gameplay is mm -hmm. like you're doing tactical battles. Right. So if mm -hmm. you you're vaguely familiar with like the XCOM games, like you have to figure out what who to attack, when to attack, all that sort of like Marvel but Alliance. Got, like, yeah, but it's like you have card draws, so like you, it's like a deck building game, and like it's huh. really fun. It's really well done. And then outside of that, it's the like, oh, I'm gonna up, I'm gonna go and talk to so and so and try and up my friendship rating with them because I get bonuses and they get better. And then da da da, and like there's all this other stuff. And there's like with most of those sort of like social friendship relationship games, there's a lot of dialogue oh my god and it's not bad it's actually well done i, I actually uh, am familiar with some of the voice actors the funny oh. thing is like once in a while there's some really funny jokes not like someone tells a joke but just a funny thing that happened mm -hmm. but the the most surprising thing is how annoyed i am with peter parker <laughs> how so and why it's just like he's a little whiny not not like not like uh, this situation sucks but just like oh peter you, you can we get over your insecurities please like with the younger characters it's a yeah. little bit more of like uh, i'm upset and it's like the old it's basically like they got like young 20 year olds still trying to figure their shit out and then the avengers and the older characters that are a bit more of just like bickering mm -hmm. right but like once in a while, I was like, Peter, come on, dude. <laughs> but aside from that, I'm really enjoying the shit out of it. That's so what's keeping me staying up way too late on the regular. Wow. But that, that's funny how um, that whole the voice actor thing, how that's a very sensitive kind of thing. You know, it could, it could really, you know, one is like different, maybe might be different than the voice you're used to the person. Um, like even with that Miles Miles game, I was kind of wanting to hear the the voice actor from the from the cartoon for the well into the Spider Verse, for the and movie. so yeah, so yeah. you see so you trying to listen and take in the current one that they have, you know, doing the voices and stuff, and then sometimes, like I said, sometimes voices just get you a certain kind of way. So when you spend that much time with it, you do get very intimate with certain voices and sounds and 
you know, their inflections and stuff. So either that could be a good thing or a bad thing, depending on. So you know how important that must be to find the right voice that somebody could deal with for hours and hours mm -hmm. on end. Mm -hmm. The the funny thing is like, I'm familiar with two of the voice actors because they're on Critical Role, which is that D and D, the most popular streaming D and D show, and it's okay. the lead guy who's the the dungeon master plays the main character's voice. Oh wow! And then. Uh, Laura, I can't remember her last name. She plays uh, Magic. She's mm. the mutant with the sword that does yeah. all the portals and stuff. Yeah, that's uh, that's Colossus's sister. Yes, yeah. which I didn't realize. Like she alludes to her brother, and like uh, the first time she name dropped him, she's like Peter, and I mm -hmm. I didn't track it. Peter. Oh, oh. oh. Yeah. But later it's like you know, brother with iron skin. I was like. Oh, yeah, Peter Rasputin. Because the funny thing is, like, I remember Peter having a sister, but it was from the mutant virus storyline, and like his oh. sister died. Okay. So that's all I remembered. I didn't realize that either that was a different continuity, or he also had another sister, and that was magic. So or Ileana. So anyway, now I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, might have to check that and out. Then, and then my my buddies are getting into fucking Warhammer. Henry Cavill is throwing up that whole thing about since he got nixed from all these other, you know, movies and stuff and shows. He's bringing up a, a project where he's going to be part of, uh, I guess, a Warhammer TV show or movie. But it's so yeah. far from being done or started that it's almost kind of like a Hail Mary to be like, hey, Somebody still wants me more so than anything else. Well, I, I think for him, like, it's also like a dream gig for him because he is a giant Warhammer 40K nerd. Yeah. Like, huge Warhammer 40K nerd, apparently. Like, it's been. Yeah. Th there was some small thing where it like, came out in some small interview and then people have just been latching on it ever since. Like, he got invited to the head offices for, like, uh, games workshop which puts out warhammer like huge nerd yeah he builds um, his own gaming computers and stuff like that too he's really into that community but i just thought the timing was kind of interesting since the whole thing with the nola holmes you know no longer doing that no longer doing witcher no longer doing superman oh he's out of nola holmes too yeah i think he's out of all of those he yeah i think he cut out all that stuff Oh, I hadn't heard that because like the, the one sort of tidbit that I picked up out of all of that was that his manager, when that whole thing blew up and she's been his manager for a while. Yeah, The Rock's is, wife, Garcia. It's The Rock's ex-wife. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Her last name is Garcia. Yeah. And apparently... <sighs> Danny Garcia, if I remember correctly. Yeah, because she went to... I forget was the thing that fell apart first. The whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh well yeah oh right it was it was DC, like the new DC superman Philippa. stuff like she said we've got the deal for superman but none of it was in writing none of it was in writing and so then henny was like well i'm doing superman i can't do the witcher anymore and then they're like all right well sucks bye we'll get someone else and then it was like uh oh god uh, james gunn was like oh, yeah we're going in a different direction bud yeah. Sorry, there's nothing in writing that you were gonna still be Superman. But, but 
but and then he fired her. But it was kind of crazy anyway. Did he fire her? That's no yeah. longer his management? Uh, from the article that I saw. Okay. Um, I just think it's very interesting that, one, that shouldn't even be nothing public until anything is, is finalized. Regardless if you say we got it, you still don't say anything. The, the whole... The whole way that whole thing has been handled and how he kind of handles it and stuff it's always been a little interesting because even when that stuff was before all this mess went down and they was wondering about superman because all this stuff kind of stemmed from him not being in that that teaser tag thing at the end of shazam he didn't want to do it and i can't remember because he didn't want to do it because he wasn't gonna get paid for it or, or something like that but they had a stand-in for him instead and after that they never really dealt with him like that anymore and so it was kind of up in the air what was going to happen with him and so he's doing these little videos and he's looking deadpan at the screen and lifting up a superman toy and bringing it back he he's he's different i don't know how he really... <laughs> I mean, he really seemed to love the role i, yes. I don't know how much yes. of it was yeah like, I'm, also I'm sure just, he like, does money. but it's just uh, it, i don't know it, I think fans love him and I think that studios and, and things and people in, in that world have issue with him. It seems like it's just really always kind of, I don't know. It seems interesting. Yeah. Cause I always hear more. <laughs> Cause like he goes a lot, a lot of behind the scenes. There's always some kind of thing with him and, and it always seems like it's like a kind of a, Mm, kind of a bumpy thing with him but it seems like the fans always love him he seems very personable and stuff but when it comes with him and hollywood and studios it just seems very interesting because it's just interesting how you could go from having three jobs to none that quickly Oof. um yeah and it's the way it was handled just just you know even and, and nowadays you got people that's on you have people that's several characters at one time like they could be two different superheroes on two different sh movies and franchises, you know. Like you even had like you know, Sherlock Holmes is Iron Man, and, and you know, and, and Doctor Doolittle and whatever else. He he just people do different stuff. People be on different kind of things at the same time, you know. Um, Hugh Jackman was doing Wolverine, but he's also being you know um, Captain Hook in, in that Peter Pan movie thing that failed. But like I said, people do different kind of things, and so it's just interesting. You know, you had Chris Evans that was Human Torch, and he was in this comic book movie called The Losers. Oh, okay. The Losers. That's based off a comic book, and then, you know, he's Captain America. So you got people who did different things, and it just seemed like nowadays it's almost acceptable to have somebody on multiple platforms, and you just kind of like, you know, act like you didn't see him on the other thing and pretend that's who they are for the moment. Um, so it's just like, I don't know. People don't even announce jobs like that in real life, so it's just interesting. That <laughs> yeah, it, I, you, I don't know how much of it was him jumping the gun and how much of it was him thinking it was a done deal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he announced it, and then someone's like, "That was not a done deal." He's like, "What? You told me it was a done so." But who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it, maybe, to see. maybe they'll get him back as Superman. We're going to stop this conversation here, but we're going to hit you back with another one soon.